And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Her kick is blocked. Georgia Tech blocks it. The Jackets pick it up back in the 25, and Austin is returning it down the left oh, side line. Pass the 50, a blocker, pass the 30. Inside the 20, inside the 10, and he scores! And he scores! Greetings, everyone. Welcome to uh, another edition of Strong as Steel. I'm Michael Regai, along with the preeminent uh, college football uh, analyst uh, in the game, the author of Phil Steele's College Football Preview. Can't do without it. You aren't properly informed. As we say hi to Phil Steele. Phil, Conference USA, we rolled uh, through the East Division yesterday, West Division today. How you doing as we get closer and closer to the kickoff of this 2017 campaign? I'm doing great, Michael. Excellent. We know you're uh, you're absolutely uh, swamped with <laughs> your your continuing to talk to coaches and uh, analysis and breakdowns, and that's why we do strongest steel for you to give you the very very best everywhere. You're not going to find it like this. And and as Phil and I like to say, especially now in the group of five, we've been telling you this that you probably uh, aren't going to get anywhere near this kind of information. We approach it the same way. We do the SEC and uh, the Big Ten and all the Power Fives. You can look at uh, Phil Steele's College Football Preview Magazine and every team in the group of five laid out exactly the same way with the information in exactly the same places on pages. So uh, there's no shortcuts taken here with uh, the group of five. Let's roll through the uh, the West today. Our producer, Jim Nabosna, laying everything out for us. And we start with uh, Louisiana Tech. And uh, they've owned uh, the West in, the, in many areas in the last uh, couple of seasons. They've been to two of the last three Conference USA Championship games, uh, losses in both of them to Marshall and Western Kentucky. Phil, uh, 44 points per game in the 2016 nine-win season with uh, quarterback Ryan Higgins at the throttle of that offense. Now, he's graduated, so they need a quarterback to step forward. And, uh, you know, I, I, the head coach Skip Holtz, uh, he's all about uh, his offenses. He's been that way, and uh, he's he's looking at uh, at sophomore Jamar Smith uh, looks like going to be the guy to uh, take over for Ryan Higgins. Uh, Skip Holtz, three consecutive nine-win seasons, three consecutive bowl wins. He's got five starters back in his offense, Phil, six on his defense. Uh, do you do you see Skip Holtz keeping his football team at this winning bowl level again in 17? Well, I tell you what, you look at last year's team, or look at this year's team, and as you touched on, five uh, returning stars on offense, six on defense, and the guys they lost were highly productive. They are number 120 on my experience chart, and they lose a quarterback that threw for 4,600 yards with a 41-8 ratio. They're in tough shape, right? Well, let's take a look at what Louisiana Tech was heading into last year. They had to replace a huge quarterback that put up big numbers. They had very little experience at quarterback. In fact, Higgins 
had a grand total of 10 passes in 2014, and he had 25 passes in 2015. And when he did play full-time and had some starts back in 13, uh, he had a 6-13 ratio. So, I mean, it was... Uh, you wouldn't have expected big things out of Higgins, but Skip Holtz has proven to be the quarterback whisperer. And how about the overall team last year? They were number 123 experience-wise, so 120 is actually a step up for them. They're a little more experienced. That has me thinking that, yes, he can continue to churn it out like he's been doing. And Jamar Smith, the QB, is 6'1", 222, picked up the offense well, makes good decisions. And in this offense, you're going to throw for a bunch of yards. Now, much like we talked about in yesterday's tape, they do lose two really good receivers. I mean, Trent Taylor, Carlos Henderson combined for 3,400-plus yards, 31 touchdowns last year. They're both gone. So you wonder who's going to fill in at the receiver spot. They do have Jared Kraft, Boston Scott back at running back. Up front, three starters back on the offensive line. O'Shea Dugas probably the top guy there. Defensively, Jalon Ferguson at the defensive end spot, dynamic. He was a frosh All-American. Uh, and last year he had 14 and a half sacks. He can create some pressure up front, and that's a big thing on the defense. Linebacker, they got Russell Ferris, safety, Cedric Cooper. And then, you know, when you look at uh, this Louisiana Tech team with 11 returning starters coming back this year, uh, I think they've got the, the makings of it. And one thing I like is that they're 14 and 2 at home the last three years, and they host both UTSA and Southern Miss. Yeah, football team that, uh, again, as we said, they've on the west side of Conference USA now. They, they have uh, put down a pretty uh, strong ownership claim there uh, in uh, winning two of the last three. So, Phil, when we look at uh, where a total uh, win projection is here for Louisiana Tech, they are uh, staying right there strong. They're projected at nine wins on this season. Wow. Uh, you mentioned now they, uh, they got, you know, going, they, they go to Western Kentucky right away and they go to South Carolina the week after that. Uh, also on the road, uh, Rice and at UTEP and at UAB in conference play. So I, you know, the, um, the road trips aren't daunting at all. Uh, I'm going to say I'm, it's probably going to land on nine for me. But because uh, we don't, we, we, we're going to go one way or the other. Phil, I'm going to go under here. I'm going to say they, uh, they, they probably fall in at 8-4 and four on the season uh, the way I see it. I think the key game might just be week two when they host Mississippi State. They'll be fired up for that game. If they can knock off Mississippi State, I think they'll be a favorite in, uh, in eight of their, uh, eight, about eight of the last ten games. Uh, see him as an underdog at Western Kentucky, at South Carolina. The Mississippi State game at toss-up. I would put it at nine myself. Since you went under, I'll, I'll lean with the over. So what's All right. <clears throat> Absolutely. we got to do it that way. So I'm going to go under that nine. Phil's going to go over that nine for uh, the team. And I would we'll touch on it as we go through. But probably in most people's eyes, in fans' eyes, the team that uh, is – is most well-equipped to continue to win Conference USA's West Division, Louisiana Tech. Let's move into the state of Texas and uh, take a look at uh, Seth Luttrell and his North Texas Mean Green out of Denton. Plus four win jump in 2016, Phil Steele. They went from just the one win in 15. They jumped up to five wins last year for Seth Luttrell. He and his offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, 
Well, they went up tempo last year. I said we're we're going to get off uh, as many snaps as we can, speed the game up. They went to the spread look offensively. They averaged twenty five points a game. It was a good move, Phil, when you consider in 2015, they only averaged 15 points a game. They got to the bowl game. They got beat by uh, uh, the Knights of Army. And they've got six back at offense, six on defense. That defense uh, allowed 32 points per game last year. I, you, when you jump from a one-win football team to a five-win football team, uh, you know fans are expecting more. So the expectation level jumps up a little bit. Do the mean green of North Texas, can they reward their fans in that way? You know, I think it's going to have to be a season much like last year. And really, you know, talking to Seth Luttrell both years, uh, I thought he did a very good job last year. Granted, the table was set. They had rated a plus 5.5 in my stock market indicator coming into the year. So you would think that win total would jump. Basically, everything that went wrong, could go wrong, went wrong in 2015, that 111 season. And then they did what they had to. They pulled some upsets. They went into Rice and came out with a win in two overtimes. Uh, upset Marshall at home. Went into Army. And via the turnover, it was a game where they were out first down 24-15, to 15, but they benefited from the turnovers of uh, plus six and beat Army on the road. They only had five wins at the end of the regular season, but the academics got them there to a bowl, a rematch against Army, and they clearly could have beaten Army in the bowl game. That was another tight game right down to the wire. So I, I thought Latrell did a fantastic job. Uh, they've got Mason Fine back at quarterback. He just came in and won the job last year and uh, got injured in midseason. They had uh, an Alabama transfer to fall back on in Alex Morris. This year it would be uh, Quinn Shinbor. Now, Shinbor is a guy who really is sharp. He understands the system, manages the game well. He's six foot 194. He is going to push fine for the starting quarterback job, and that will be fun to watch. Jeffrey Wilson at the running back spot is 205 pounds. This guy's got NFL potential, so that's a nice place to start in a running game. Up front on the offensive line, they've got a couple of key players in Jordan Murray, T.J. Henson. Defensively, I think they're in better shape than they were heading into last year. Uh, but the schedule is much like last year. You know, as mentioned, they had to pull three pretty good-sized upsets to get to the bowl game. This year, they're going to be an underdog at SMU, at Iowa, at Southern Miss, at Florida Atlantic, home to Old Dominion, at Louisiana Tech, probably home against Army. Army has a lot of players from the state of Texas. They usually play very well in Texas. And then at Rice as well. So they could be an underdog in as many as eight games this year. And that's reflective, uh, I think, Phil, where uh, South Point uh, sets their their win total, as uh, you take a look at uh, North Texas, uh, the win total is at four. So, again, they went from one win in 15 to five wins in 16, but the win total is four there. Phil, uh, uh, do you see them going over that or uh, kind of difficult to maintain that level this year? Oh, man, because I, I would have... I'm thinking, okay, I'm picking four. So whatever Michael says, I'm going to either go over or under, <laughs> and then you go and say four at me. <laughs> I said, four. I'm an underdog in eight games. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I have an underdog in eight games. Uh, last year they pulled three upsets. I'll call for him to pull one upset. I'll lean with the over. I'll lean with the over. So Phil's got him going to five. You want to go way out on the limb and say they can get to six and be bowl eligible? I didn't say that. <laughs> but they made it to a bowl with five I, last year. They, you're right, they did. I was seeing if I could possibly coerce you to go a step further. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I be, uh, probably because it, uh, you know, at this point I, I just want to be contrary 
No, I, I, I'm going to go though under Phil though. I'm going to go under. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing four wins there. So uh, I will. Uh, I know it's on four. That number is four. They didn't make it four and a half. But, uh, but I'm going to go under, and we'll see if Seth Luttrell can be uh, one of those guys that says, "Hey, uh, don't, don't underestimate me. We're gonna, we're gonna win football games this year and get back to a bowl game." So uh, Phil will go over. I'll go under. That's the story for North Texas. If you want this kind of analysis, evaluation, assessment, this is what we do for you here uh, Strong as Steel. We started back on uh, July 10th, so just about a month ago. We started with the Power 5. So, listen, all you need to do is go to iTunes. It's all you have to do. Right there for you, every one of our podcasts. Uh, say you want to know how uh, Jeff Brom will fare at Purdue in his first year. It's right there for you. If you're a fan of uh, Kansas State and Bill Snyder, you check out the uh, the Big 12. If you're a fan of Mike Leach, Washington State, back 12 is just that simple. Every one of them are there. We are uh, going through Conference USA today, our group of five, and that will finish uh, uh, the Conference USA, both divisions. And then uh, starting tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, we will wind up with uh, the Sun Belt as we finish our our assessments and previews of every one of the 130 FBS squads. Just make sure you go to iTunes, and it's all right there for you. Phil, we stay in the state of Texas, and you've mentioned them a couple of times here, the Rice Owls, and a very intriguing football program. Now, they were just 3-9 and nine last year in 2016. But, man, they were hit with uh, injuries that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. A lot of injuries, and they were a young squad. Now they bump up to 15 returning starters, seven on offense, eight on defense for head coach uh, David Bailiff. He's in his 11th season down there. So he's maintained some stability uh, with the Rice Owls program. He had three consecutive winning years, Phil, from 2012 to 2014, and then eight wins total two years at 15 and 16. Um, the defense was a big issue last two losing seasons. There's no other way to say it, no other way to sugarcoat it. They allowed 35 points per game in 15, 37 points per game last year, and a whopping 505 yards, uh, uh, their total defense uh, y- yards allowed per game. Uh, Phil, I listen, I don't know. Uh, as we said, they, they've had uh, some decent years from 12 to 14 with David Bailiff. Can they start that move back in the right direction uh, for the Rice Owls again, once again, this 17th season? You know, Bailiff's had a couple of down years while he's there. Uh, you go back to uh, the stretch from 2009 to 2011. Uh, they had three straight losing seasons, and then boom, you know, three straight winning years. So it's been a little bit of a down stretch the last two years. But I like the talent they have coming back overall. They lose 22 lettermen. Uh, they have 54 lettermen back, so they're in pretty good shape there. Uh, there, there are some concerns, of course, at the end of the season. I mean, uh, who's going to be the quarterback? Uh, uh, Sam uh, Glaceman is probably the guy that gets the job. He's 6'3", 210, natural with the ball in his hands, throws it well. Uh, make, can make plays with the speed as well, and he, yeah, I think he beats out Jackson Tyner for the uh, starting quarterback job. Sam Stewart, solid at running back. Uh, Aaron Cephas is a guy who I think is going to come on and, and play well at receiver. Maybe become the top receiver. He's six foot four, two hundred and five pounds. Goes up and gets the football, 
And uh, he's got big playability. So watch, keep your eye on him. Nobody's going to know, even know who he is. He's a light, lightly rated redshirt freshman guy, a receiver, but could very well be their top receiver at the end of the year. At center, Trey Martin. You got Corey Klinger at the, on the interior. And defensively, that's where they're going to make their biggest impact. I think when you look at last year's team, uh, they underperformed a little bit with their eight returning starters. Uh, this year, they've got eight returning starters again. I think they play much better. LRB at inside linebacker, Padgett up front, and then JTIB at the uh, safety spot are all solid. So Bailiff's the type of guy who usually gets the most out of his team, and I, I think he's poised for a bounce-back season this year. Yeah, well, uh, they're looking for it in Houston, of course, from the Rice program. Uh, Phil, the the win total has been set at three and a half, and again, they were three and nine last year. Let's look at the schedule. They they're making that Sydney Australia trip on Labor Day weekend, as they will. Uh, well, actually, it's a little bit before that. They're the, they're the first game out of the shoot. Uh, it'll be played on August the twenty sixth against uh, the Stanford. Uh, Cardinals. So uh, then come back, and of course you got that bye week after that trip to Australia. Uh, they play a conference game at UTEP, and then Phil go to Houston uh, from the AAC. Also a trip to Pittsburgh coming up in late September. So uh, the schedule looks to be pretty dawning. Where do you see the win total coming in for Rice? What is it, the uh, South Point number? The South Point number on Rice is three and a half. I'm going to go with over the total there. I think that Bailiff gets them back to playing the ball they can. Uh, you look at the last five years, they've had 7, 10, 8, 5, and dipped to 3 last year when you know basically everything that could go wrong went wrong at the start of the season. They went 3-3 three and three over the last six games with one of those losses to Stanford, which, you know, no problem there. Another loss to Louisiana Tech. I think they'll be uh, favored this year potentially against FIU at home. They do get Army at home, uh, which I'm sure Bailiff will spend a little extra time preparing for the option. UAB on the road, they probably could be favored. Southern Miss to me is a game they could win. The North Texas game at home they could win. So I'm going to go with over three and a half for Bryce. I think he's got a shot at getting him back to a bowl game. Wow, getting them up to that double their win total from last year. Um, all right, I will. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely there with you. I'll go over that. Not sure about getting to uh, to six, but again, I do agree with you on David Bailiff, and uh, now in, in year number eleven in in uh, Houston, Texas, with uh, the Rice Owls. We're going through the uh, the West Division of Conference USA. We'll uh, swing from Houston, Texas, uh, into the state of Mississippi. That's where the Golden Eagles of uh, Southern Mississippi reside. Uh, their second-year uh, head coach, Jay Hobson, got them to a bowl at 6-6, six and six, and then they took out uh, Louisiana in that New Orleans Bowl, 28-21. Uh, struggled as uh, quarterback Nick Mullins battled injuries, Phil. And, you know, you look at a minus 17 on the turnover side, maybe we can lay some of that uh, because uh, – Mullins was in and out of the lineup uh, last year uh, with those injuries. But make sure you check out turnovers equal turnaround because, as we said, the minus 17 is something that uh, they want to get cleaned up down there. Uh, do they Six starters return on offense, Phil, six on defense. Should uh, Southern Miss fans be thinking that, uh, yeah, you know, we got to maintain our bowl aspirations here and that that should be legitimate for them? Uh, yeah, I think Southern Miss fans expect to get to a bowl game this year. When you look at the uh, the media at the preseason, there was one person picked them first. They're picked third in the division. So I think that's uh, expectations coming in. And frankly, 
I think Jay Hobson did a decent job last year. I mean, out of the blue, their coach leaves, which is highly unusual, and it happened sort of late for him, and then he sort of stepped in and, and uh, you know, was taking over a program that had won nine games the previous year. I thought he did a good job getting them to seven last season. And um, after being plus 225 yards per game in league play the year before, they were still a solid plus 139 last year. And minus, uh, you know, you look at the turnovers last year, they were minus 17 in turnovers. So go back to the turnovers equals turnaround article that I write for the magazine every year. That usually means they're poised to be better. Now, Nick Mullins is gone. And I thought Southern Miss was a much different team with Nick Mullins than without Nick Mullins. When he was injured, they were losing. And Keon Howard is the guy to step in. Howard didn't impress me as a passer last year, 44% of the 1-4 ratio. That'd be my biggest concern on the team. No concern of running back. Ito Smith, George Payne, both solid. Alonzo Staggers is a dynamic receiver. I mean, he had 1,000 yards last year. Should have another big year this year. Up front, they have two off, solid offensive linemen back. And defensively, uh, six starters back. Uh, which is about the same amount they had last year. And last year, while they gave up 29.5 points per game, it was because of those turnovers. They only gave up 325 yards per game. So their defense was actually better than the scoring would indicate based on the yards uh, and the turnovers. So, yeah, I think expectations are that for Southern Miss this year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, uh, boy, I agree with you. The, the, the job Jay Hobson did under very adverse circumstances. Their win total is uh, set at seven and a half, Phil. And as we look at the schedule, they open up with Kentucky. They do have them at home in Hattiesburg. And uh, then, you know, nothing real daunting uh, as far as non-conference. Uh, when they get into, into Conference USA play, uh, the road games at Louisiana Tech, uh, at UT San Antonio. They do go to Tennessee and play a non-conference game in November at Rice and at Marshall. How many games do you see them legitimately favored in, Phil? Uh, I'm favored in six games this year. I've got them a dog home against Kentucky, a dog at UTSA, at Louisiana Tech, at Tennessee, at Rice and at Marshall. So I've got them uh, six favored, six dog. So with the number being set at seven and a half, again, as we always speak of, there's going to have to be that swing game, that, that toss-up game, or that game that they've got a shot in that goes their way to get to eight. Uh, Phil, I'm going to go under here. I, I don't see them reaching eight, so I'm going to go under. Same with me. I, I, since I, I look at the win total at six, I'm going to go with the under. All right, so Phil and I both go there, although if uh, you know they get there, as we think, in that six or seven, It'll be uh, back-to-back bull bursts for Jay Hobson and uh, under his tenure and the Golden Eagles of Southern Mississippi. We are delighted you're a part of Strong as Steel. We can't wait to get rolling during the, uh, the regular season. It kicks off really in three and a half weeks from right now. We're starting the second week of the month of August. And you'll, of course, uh, make sure you, uh, you want to be with us each and every week as we give you each and every matchup. We uh, are doing all the previews this year. Again, go to iTunes. Go to iTunes. You can get your favorite football team, your favorite conference, favorite division. We have uh, done, this is our ninth conference we're doing, uh, the 10th in the FBS. Uh, we'll start uh, tomorrow and Thursday when we go through the Sun Belt. So make sure you're ready for this 2017 college football season. And of course, with Phil Steele's college football preview. All right, let's keep moving on as uh, we've uh, we've uh, done the uh, 
Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And in the West Division now, well, the return of the Blazers of UAB, the program we last saw in 2014. Head coach uh, Bill Clark took over a 2-10 and squad in 14, and he got a bowl eligible at 6-6. Six and six. And how about this, Phil? He won. Uh, he beat Western Kentucky, beat Florida Atlantic. He beat Southern Mississippi. Now, they scrimmaged all year last year. So the program, you know, they were on the practice field every day scrimmaging uh, in uh, in readiness for their return here in 17. A lot of transfers, a lot of a lot of holdovers that, that uh, stayed around with uh, head coach Bill Clark. But, Phil, as you would expect, they're right at the very bottom, number 130 uh, on your experience chart. I, the, I guess the obvious question, how quickly can they get this startup squad not only just back on the field, but it, it's it's a lot to ask to start to win with any type of consistency. Well, you know, I'll, I'm going to go back to Clark's first year in 2014. He overachieved my expectations. I did not expect him to get to six wins, and in 2014, unfortunately, uh, didn't get to a bowl game with those six wins where five win teams now get the bowl games. Uh, but when, when you look at UAB this year, uh, you know, the, the big question mark that a lot of folks had was when you're basically restarting a program like this, maybe play a year at FCS. But I think Clark's going to have them better than expected. I mean, there's, there's some players here. Uh, Clark would prefer a mobile quarterback. He's got AJ early comparing, uh, competing with Tyler Johnson and, you know, many times you could go with the uh, a true freshman quarterback like Johnson, a PS87, which is pretty good for UAB coming in. So I think those guys will have a good battle. You look at the running back spot, Kalen Heath is a redshirt frost. It was PS97. He originally uh, signed with Kansas State. So, I mean, he's a quality running back and, and can get it done. Uh, the, re- the receiving core is a guy like Jonathan Hayden, who's a PS57, originally signed at Arizona. They've got a PS90 Juco and Sedarian Copeland. So, I mean, there is some talent there. Now, the offensive line has no experience, but they've got a guy from Southern Miss coming in. they got a Juco, a guy from Northern Iowa, a Southern Alabama transfer. So, once again, it's not like they're completely inexperienced up front. They've got guys that have played at college before. And same thing on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, they've got a, a spattering of experience here. But I think it, it – Clark's going to have to do a heck of a job to get this team up to speed in a short period of time. When I look at their schedule, I've got them favored against Alabama A&M, Coastal Carolina, and the UTEP game may be a toss-up. But that'll be a, uh, very interesting to see how competitive this team is. Sure. And, uh, boy, you can imagine uh, paperwork-wise with the NCAA as uh, we were going through that, everything that Bill Clark uh, had to deal with and getting so many uh, JUCOs and and transfer uh, athletes into the program uh, start up right now and the South Point sets the win total fill at uh, at two and a half 2.5 for UAB uh, I'm going to go back to the you know the outlook coming in and what a lot of the coaches were saying is that boy that's going to be tough to take a first year team and bring them up to speed to the FBS level in one year so I'm going to lean with the under. I'm going to say two. I say they get to two. They maybe beat Alabama A&M, Coastal Carolina, and I think the CUSA is going to be tough for them. Yep, uh, I agree with that. Uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, hey, look, it's uh, it's a task that you take on, and you know, there's going to be uh, a lot of challenges in it. And uh, you know, Bill Clark, we'll see. 
if uh, he's able to show some uh, some steady progress that makes everybody uh, around Birmingham, Alabama, feel real good about UAB. So that's the uh, the story with the Blazers. Let's uh, swing way out west, the uh, westernmost uh, part of Conference USA, El Paso, Texas, where the miners of UTEP, after uh, being a five and seven squad in fifteen, they dropped a notch. Phil, they dropped down to a four and eight, one loss mark last year. They played three quarterbacks last year in sixteen. Ryan Metz, uh, we would have to believe, is expected to to start here in this seventeen campaign. Uh, now, you know, when we look at your position rankings, and I, I would uh, really like to drive all of you to. Phil's position rankings in the college football preview magazine because I think they're terrific and an excellent way to give you a gauge of how each faction of a football team is expected to perform uh, during the course of the football season. So, Phil, you do have UTEP as your top-rated Conference USA offensive line. They returned seven starters on defense, and I love you. Keep an eye on uh, that offensive line, by the way. I want to mention uh, the 330-pound uh, rock-solid guard, Will Hernandez, second-team Conference USA. Know that uh, the NFL uh, personnel looking at him. Uh, running back last year, boy, Phil, uh, Aaron Jones takes 1,773 yards at 17 touchdowns. He averaged almost eight a carry to the NFL with him. True Frost, Josh Fields might be the guy. Well, Sean Kugler, I, you know, Phil, I don't know. I, you know, I know what I used to call uh, back in the old whack. I used to call a lot of UTEP games. It is a crazed fan base in an environment. I know what the expectations are out there. Should Sean Kugler, might he be on one of your hot seats in El Paso this year? Yeah, he might get on there if they have a bad season this year. And, you know, off the cuff, looking at UTEP, and back when I wrote the magazine, I looked at a team that, uh, struggled a little bit last year, uh, loses their star, Aaron Jones, and plays just a brutal schedule this year. I mean, they'll probably be an underdog at Oklahoma, home against Arizona, at New Mexico State, at Army, Western Kentucky, at Southern Miss. UTSA's not an easy game at home, at Middle, at North Texas, Louisiana Tech. They could be a dog in as many as 10, uh, perhaps even 11 games this year. But after talking to Coach Kugler this spring, when I was wrapping it up, I said, maybe I picked you a little lower than I should have this year because he's got some talent. You know, my concern with losing Aaron Jones, but he likes Josh Fields. Uh, in fact, he said uh, Fields has similar qualities to Aaron Jones. Wow. But uh, pr- probably a little bit uh, more powerful. So, I mean, okay. you're looking at a guy yeah. that's a, a highly rated recruit and, and running behind that offensive line. I mean, we know the offensive line is great. I knew that in the spring led by Hernandez, but they've also got Greg Long at left tackle, Gatewood, et cetera. Uh, you look at the, uh, you know, they use a fullback, they use a tight end. I like that. I think that puts you ahead of the curve nowadays, much like Stanford gets an edge in that area. Uh, no dynamic receivers, but uh, I think they're pretty talented there. And then defensively, Alvin Jones at the Buck linebacker spot, one of the best players in CUSA, uh, really built his body up this year, and uh, I think he's going to step in. 
And, uh, you know, he started last year, eight games, was a little banged up. I think he has a big season. Devin Cockrell at the strong safety spot looks good. They're evolving into a 3-4 defense, which they're eventually going to play. But uh be interesting to see what the South Point total is because I know when I wrote the magazine, I would have had them low. I would have had them probably towards the uh, two level for the right. the win total. But after talking to Coach Kugler, I probably bumped that up a little bit. Well, then you're definitely going to go over because the South Point number is two and a half, my man. Oh, okay. I'll I'll go over. I, I'm going to say he's going to get at least one upset there. All right, grab that one upset. Um, we went through the schedule. Phil went through the schedule for you, and uh, yeah, I'll, I I see them uh, winning three, but I I just don't see them anywhere near uh, getting back to uh, bowl eligibility this year. So we'll see if that uh, that seat, if indeed it does get warm for head coach Sean Coogler, who's now in his fifth year at. And- UTEP. I, w- I want to point out, I don't think he really should be on the hot seat. I think he's building this team the right way. I like the talent that he's accumulating, and uh, he's a hard-nosed coach, and I love that. I love uh, good old-fashioned hard-nosed coaches. Well, just by the fact that you said um, uh, loving using a fullback and a tight end, I, you know, Phil, we'd have to, all right, David Shaw at, at Stanford, right, does. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, and, of course, Shaw was with Harbaugh and his staff there. When right. Harbaugh was the head coach, Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State still does. Uh, Phil, Bobby Wilder I, made the change at Old Dominion, and Bobby boom. Wilder did. I mean, I, I think that's a very intriguing thing. You know what? I'm already brainstorming ahead to, to 2018. We we should really do an in depth on that and really crunch numbers and uh, and see, you know, how that really computes or equates to. Success because there's just not a lot of head coaches any longer that go with a fullback and a tight end, and you know, yeah, I, agree. I, and I think it puts you ahead of the curve because the defenses. Every coach you talk to has the same thing that that you used to have a weak side linebacker, middle linebacker, and a strong side linebacker, and they were right. all linebackers. Now that strong side linebacker is a quasi strong side linebacker safety gets pulled for a nickel back most times, or he is a converted safety. He was a little light, maybe 220 pounds playing the linebacker spot. When you bring that tight end in there and match him up against what used to be a strong side linebacker, but is now a glorified safety, got mm-hmm. yourself a little bit of advantage. If you got a guy that's got some size and uh, can push him around a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm a little bit actually surprised in the last few years that uh, so many head football coaches have just completely gone away from that. So uh, we'll we'll keep close tabs on that during the course of the year. So with UTEP, we said uh, with the number of two and a half, we're both going to go over that, Phil, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where Sean Kugler and his football team come out. You can get this kind of information uh, with Phil now being a full-time employee at ESPN. Phil, tell everybody about uh, what you're going to do, ESPN.com and with the insiders. Yeah, with uh, ESPN Insider and ESPN.com, I'll be doing a lot of writing this year again, like I've been doing, but even a little bit more. In fact, I'll be uh, doing every NFL game on there as well as the college games and uh, giving you some power ratings updates on Tuesday, things like that. And for those of you that are saying, hey, that's a pay site, ESPN Insider, come on. Uh, it's $3.33 a month. Does that even qualify as a pay site? I mean, it's, uh, it's less than a, a price of a beer at a ball game. And uh, if you go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele, that's ESPN.com slash Phil Steele, 
you'll be able to get right to the insider site. Go ahead and sign up for it. You'll get every article. And you'll not only get my college and NFL stuff all year, you get other guys' college and NFL stuff. You'll get NBA stuff, baseball stuff. All the sports are covered up on Insider by guys that specialize in it. Like I specialize in football, so they have me on the site. They probably have guys just as good specializing in the NBA, baseball, and the other sports, soccer, whatever sports are out there. So make sure you get your ESPN Insider subscription. Just go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele. Can't miss that with uh, this month of August bringing uh, college football at the NFL center stage. All right, this is Conference USA, the West Division here on this edition of Strong as Steel, the the very best analytical, very best from an evaluation standpoint. Uh, it's it's really an offshoot of what you're looking at, I'm sure, as you have your Bible, Phil Steele's college football. 2017 preview magazine right in front of you right now it is uh, just that it's an extension of it uh, on a broadcast side so uh, we know that you're covered uh, absolutely each and and every week and uh, to every extent possible we're delighted that you're a part of it and by the way when you go as we said go to itunes go to itunes and you can uh, grab any one of the 130 uh, FBS teams that will, we still have the Sun Belt to do tomorrow and Thursday, but you could co- easily, easily just a click away from getting your favorite conference, favorite uh, football squad, favorite head coach. And uh, we also asked that there, there's a, uh, a section there that you can you can leave a comment and uh, please uh, we want to keep getting bigger and better for you so tell us you love it tell us that uh, you want more and we're going to make that happen for you when you go to iTunes so leave that uh, that comment for us here on uh, strong as steel our final stop the roadrunners uh, of university of texas of san antonio and Phil, I, I I can always see Larry Coker, their former head coach, uh, when he was uh, the head coach of this program. And I really think he was very, very wise in 2015 because when we look back at uh, going into that year in your Phil Stills Preview magazine, we, we were kind of forecasting he was going to play a lot of young players. He did just that, and it really paid off for first-year head coach Frank Wilson last year. He got him to a bowl game. After Coker got the program uh, rolling, gives them extra practices, Phil, 15 December practices, and now with 14 returning starters, number two, number two are the Roadrunners of University of Texas San Antonio on Phil's experience chart list. Uh, well, Frank Wilson did a very fine job with what Larry Coker built, and it seems like they're definitely trending upward uh, in San Antonio, Phil. Yeah, you go back to the 2015 season, they only had five returning starters that year, so expectations had to be low. They were number 128 on the experience chart. And as you touched on, a lot of young players gained experience. They were number 27 on the experience chart last year, and now, as you just mentioned, up to number two. Uh, they also get the benefit of bowl practices, which is huge. Helps develop a team for the next year especially if you're not playing an option team in the bowl. Uh, they did play an option team in New Mexico, but uh, I think they devoted over half their practices to developing as opposed to the option. Played a very good bowl game against New Mexico, basically a road game 
and almost won it. Uh, Dalton Sturmick, quarterback, he's not going to overwhelm you. I mean, he had 56% last year with 26 ratio, 22-6 ratio. But he's a guy that uh, can protect the ball, and he's also mobile. You know, last year he ran for 313 yards, so he can hurt you with his legs. Jalen Rose, a running back. Uh, is a guy that uh, was limited in the spring, but was leading CUSA in rushing last year when he got injured. He had uh, 827 yards. He's back. That's a nice thing to have. They've got some experienced receivers. The offensive line looks good. And defensively, uh, they've got uh, talent, I, I would say, pretty much throughout. When you've only lose nine lettermen, you got 24 back. You're solid in most areas. So then you have to factor in the schedule. I think they'll be an underdog when they play Houston in the opener. That's not easy. At Baylor, well, that's not easy. Uh, and they'll probably be an underdog at Louisiana Tech as well. With toss-up games against Florida International on the road would be a toss-up. Uh, North Texas on the road. North Texas coming off a bye. Those would probably be your toss-up games this year. But it be interesting to see what the over-under is on UTSA. Yeah, you go through that schedule, Phil, and it's, it's as always, right there. Six and a half. Six and a half for the Roadrunners on the win total side. And uh, I'm going to give you first stab at that one, my man. I'm going to go with the, with the over. I think the bowl practices help them out. I think it's a very experienced team. I like what I saw them last year. You look at the way they played down the stretch. They went into Middle Tennessee State. Now, granted, Middle did not have stock still for that game, which helped right. them out a lot. Uh, and they were able to win that one, but they beat North Texas pretty handily. North Texas made it to a bowl as well. They beat Southern Miss at home last year. So they proved they could play with it, knocking off three uh, bowl teams last year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good, and now they're another year along. And, you know, when a first-year head coach comes in like Wilson, he came in uh, from LSU, didn't have a lot of knowledge of the program, got to learn the players' strengths and weaknesses. Players have to learn new schemes. And now they've got the experienced team that has that benefit. So I'm, I'm going to go with the over. All right, you go with the over end, Ed Phil. Uh, we mentioned we kind of went through the schedule, but uh, no Middle Tennessee uh, or no Western Kentucky uh, on the schedule for UTSA this year uh, out of the East. So that is something that uh, will help as well. I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the over. Uh, Frank Wilson really liked the job, as Phil and I pointed out that he's done. So we'll both go over there. Uh, with the uh, University of Texas San Antonio. I don't know, Phil, without giving too much away, I, I, as we said when we started the West, normally folks uh, kind of uh, look right toward uh, one area. I don't know if it's that cut and dried this year. I'll just put it that way. I, I, gotta, I got at least two teams that I think could uh, represent the West in that Conference USA title game this year. Yeah, and the media uh, had three different teams winning it. Uh, Louisiana Tech drew 20 votes from the media. UTSA drew seven, and Southern Miss drew one. And uh, so I think all three of those teams are legitimate contenders. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as always. And uh, see, that's we we just broke down in the last couple of days. Conference USA, very same approach, very same way that uh, we would uh, the SEC, the Big Tw- Ten, the Pac-12, etc. So. Make sure that you, again, go to, I can't stress that enough. They're all right there for you. Easy listening. You won't miss anything. We started at July 10th here on Strongest Steel, previewing all 130 squads in the FBS. Every one of the conferences, Power 5, Group of 5, and the Independents too. All you need to do is go to iTunes. Uh, Phil, great job, man. That wraps up Conference USA. Uh, we're down to just one here. Now, as we start the second week of August, Phil, we'll, we'll get to the Sun Belt uh, over the course of the next couple of days. And 
And uh, that uh, hopefully gives uh, gives uh, all of your readers and all of our strongest steel listeners a, a, a complete and most most informative look at every every conference around the FBS. So uh, good stuff, Phil. And we'll see you again tomorrow when we uh, get rolling with the Sun Belt. How's that sound? Sounds great, Michael. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Phil Steele, the best in the business. Make sure you are attached with us there. So uh, we will get to the Sun Belt coming up tomorrow here on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. For Phil Steele, for our producer, uh, Jim Nabosna, I'm Michael Regai. Make it a tremendous college football day for yourself. And we'll see you back here when we uh, head through the Sun Belt tomorrow on another edition of Strong as Steel. Till then, so long, everyone.